she's like, I'm not the dominant ferret anymore. I'm not Chief Weasel. Nairi. Welcome to Ferret Paradigm Podcast. From now on, the podcast will be branded as Ferret Paradigm Podcast instead of the old Stolen Our Hearts Podcast. This is because listeners were saying that, oh, when's the next ferret episode? And I was mixing it in with other animals and that was kind of getting annoying for people. So I've changed it. This will be all ferrets all the time. If you have episode ideas, let me know. If you have, if you're struggling with your first ferrets or you'd like to get a ferret, remember that I am um, mentoring people with how to set up, and that is part of my membership program. Very reasonable rates. I'll link it in the show notes. It is um, lovely to talk to new people. So this episode will be some life updates, some messages that I got from. Uh, people in the ferret community of things that they'd like to share in the podcast some little stories and things yeah welcome to ferret paradigm (laughs) so about my ferrets i currently have three ferrets i have trixie and marie and wilby i got wilby last year on my birthday well not exactly my birthday for my birthday it was the weekend after my birthday we drove to um Karina at Unwanted Fuzz near Ballarat in a town called Kresik and we adopted him and he is adorable (laughs) he is about a little bit over one year old now and he's rescue and he's a chubby gorgeous boy and he really likes coming up and asking for interaction he likes running around the house he loves the tunnels. I often hear him go through the tunnels at random times of day. Um, he loves to eat. He loves to climb into our pants when we're on the toilet. <laughs> um, you know, just ferret things. He likes getting into the cupboards and clanking around in the uh, kitchen utensils and the bowls and uh, casserole dishes and things. He is a big chunky sable boy. Uh, He does have swimmers, but not very bad. Not like Quincy and and Winnie. So yeah, Winnie died uh, last year now um, in July. Uh, He died very suddenly from um, the effects of adrenal disease. Uh, We didn't know that... He needed a new implant um, because they told us to come and get him a new implant when symptoms start showing again. So when he starts losing fur or losing weight and he wasn't losing weight or fur. Um, So one day we just looked at him and his back legs were all wonky and he was not really able to move. He just fell over. So we rushed him straight to the vet, of course, and... It was already too late. Um, What had happened was he'd had, um, they didn't actually get to look 
because that was extra money that was basically pointless to spend at this time. Um, but they think his adrenal disease was blocking off his urethra um, because it made his prostate swell. So, or he had bladder stones, but they believe it was from the adrenal disease. It's complicated trying to diagnose uh, ferrets when um, it's so last minute with this. So they couldn't get a catheter into him because his urethra was completely blocked. Um, And it had already been happening for a day, I suppose. And before that, it might have been partially blocked. So he basically was poisoned by... um, urine being unable to be released so that was highly disturbing and extremely sad um they couldn't really operate on him to help because it was so late in the process and by late I mean a day that um he probably wouldn't have survived the surgery and the surgery was going to cost over six thousand dollars um and it was very unlikely that he was going to survive anyway and there was a lot of chance that over the next week of intensive care which he would have needed that he would have just passed away anyway um even with the surgery so we had to make the decision that it was time to say goodbye um yeah, so that was the our Winnie boy. Um, Winnie was amazing. I loved him so much. But yeah, after he passed away, we decided to get Wilby. And Wilby is short for Wilbur. And it's also the name of my comforter when I was a baby. Though um, my comforter was called Wilberforce, short for Wilby. Yes, so, oh, um, Wilby likes being under one of our couches and what he'll do is he'll just poke his head out and it's just really cute, he'll just sit there with his head poking out for ages. Wilby has instantly latched on to uh, Marie, who's our next youngest, though she is, um, I think she's five now, yes, five, almost six, gosh scary um yeah but they're best friends (laughs) but as she's a little bit older than him um he likes interacting with us quite a lot because she does get tireder than he does but he's very active uh marie um has changed into this gorgeous color i'll show you some before and after photos but when we first got her she was sort of sableish with a bib and mitts on her feet now she is silver I would say she's white with silver bits on her it's crazy how much she's changed I can't believe it you wouldn't even tell that she's the same ferret she's also extremely chubby and extremely fluffy I have never met a more fluffy ferret I'll see how she goes in summer I mean in winter but um she might change her coat again I don't know uh but all through summer she was extremely fluffy it is adorable she is so cute um she has cataracts 
um, which she got when she was about one and a half years old as a result of her malnutrition when she was a baby. She's another rescue from Unwanted Fuzz. And last we have Trixie, who is our oldest girl at the moment. Um, she is the most loving little girl. What she'll do is um, she'll climb out of the cage straight into your arms and you go at her and she'll give you kisses. Um, she loves giving us kisses. Um, she's had a bit of bad health news in the past week. Um, on Monday, sorry, Sunday, it's always a weekend with ferrets. <laughs> on Sunday, we got her out and her back legs were weak and she was having um, a staring seizure. So, you know, she'd just stand there and sort of sway back and forth. Uh, very scary. And instantly I knew... Obviously, something's wrong. And I was like, it's insulinoma, isn't it? So she already has uh, adrenal disease because, um, yeah, she was diagnosed with that quite a while ago. So she's had implants um, every you know, six months or so for a few years now, um, which help her out quite a lot. Like about a month ago, we went to have um, the girl's teeth checked. And the vet did mention that she was a bit thin. And so we've been feeding her um, extra food, uh, minced up in a blender with some water. And she gets that just for herself. She doesn't have to share it because we're trying to fatten her up a bit. Because we've noticed that um, when she's eating, if the others come along, she backs off. Um, she's like, I'm not the dominant ferret anymore. I'm not Chief Weasel. Um I will let them eat. And so we thought that was why she was thin, but it looks like it was insulinoma all this time. So yeah, on Monday, we took her to the vet and had it confirmed with a, a simple blood test. But um, yeah, Sunday, it was very scary. Um, my husband basically shut down emotionally about it because we've lost too many lately. Um yeah, so I called the um, the emergency uh, the the emergency vet, and because she wasn't actively screaming, seizing, and she wasn't needing to be put down, um, there wasn't really anything they could do because they don't have any ferret experts there, and getting medication isn't an emergency apparently. So the only advice they gave was. Um, what we're already about to do, which was uh, get some honey and rub it on her gums to bring her blood sugar levels back up. And after that, and after I fed her some of her mush, um, she perked up and she was straight away back into the tunnels playing, even though her back legs were still wobbly. But at least mentally, she was completely back again. And yeah, so the next day we took her to one of our vets, uh, that around in Adelaide and he did a blood test on her um, which involved a pinprick to her back foot and then rubbing that blood onto a, uh, a strip of paper that does the testing for us. It was um, a little bit funny I suppose because he was like hold on to her really tight she's not gonna like this she is um, you might not be able to hold on to her we've got the vet nurse here with a towel to hold on to her with and Trixie just um, 
just let me hold her. <laughs> I mean, she didn't like it, but she let me hold her. She didn't bite or um, get angry or anything. So that was really nice. Um, it was also really interesting because the vet nurses there hadn't really seen um, ferrets very much before. Two of them there were student nurses, so they were very brand new to it, but they were in there to help. And I was like, would you like to hold her? And they were very excited to be able to hold her, um, especially because she's such a good girl and she um, she will sit in your arms with you if you'd like to. Um, just had to warn them not to let her too near their face just in case because she doesn't bite us because uh, we're family, but she might nip someone else. I'm not sure. It's a bit hard to tell. Can't guarantee anything. Yeah, so she was very good with that. And so now she has, um, oh my gosh, I can never say it, uh, prednisolone. There we go. Which is exactly the same medication I had to take a few months ago for my um, persistent cough. So, which I've had to edit out of so many bits of this episode already. Um, she's having in tablet form, which is unusual apparently around the world. Usually people have it in um, liquid form, but I'm actually quite enjoying this tablet form. Uh, he said to break up the tablet into at least six pieces using a, you know, like a tablet cutter. Um, getting them to exact pieces is very difficult, but it doesn't really matter at this stage. Just give her a little bit each day, so crush it up in a spoon crush it up in a bowl with a spoon rather and then we're mixing it in with her with like a teaspoon of the mush food so to make sure she eats that and then she gets more food so yeah that's what she's up to right now and it is now Saturday so almost a week after the initial um, noticing of her having a seizure and her back legs are strong again and I think her appetite's up which is what he said would happen which is great so I'm hoping to see a lot of change. So she'll be on this medication for the rest of her life. Operating on a pancreas just isn't viable. And her next checkup is in six months. So fingers crossed we'll have her for several more years to come because she's amazing and I really don't want to lose her. Talking about loss, <laughs> like this is totally equitable with um, the loss of a ferret. No, not really. Um, my laptop completely died so I haven't been able to record any new episodes so you might notice some of the order of episodes is a little bit weird <laughs> especially in Fauna Paradigm so I'm putting in old episodes that um, might be a little bit out of order <laughs> so sometimes I'll mention things like the cough I had um, in an episode that is after an episode where my cough is pretty much gone yeah, because over um, over Christmas, I basically lost my voice and it was horrible. I had um, silent reflux, so that burnt my vocal cords. I think now I'm sounding a lot better, though I'm still coughing quite a lot. Just random little throat clearing coughs. Um, not pleasant for podcasting. Yeah, so my laptop died, so I had to uh, save up and get a new one. I had to try and get the old one fixed first. And I've got a new microphone that I got for Christmas, which I'm finally able to use. <laughs> so that's great. So yeah, I might sound a little bit different. I hope I sound okay. Let me know. Also, our air conditioner died. 
So in summer, in a heat wave, it was um, over 38 degrees Celsius for about a week, um, right when the air conditioner died. So yay. <laughs> and that was another $6,000 to fix. So great money we did not have and it was not pleasant for the ferrets um yeah there was a lot of ice swapping around going on um in that week and we were basically dying it was not pleasant so I'll be doing an episode later on about looking after ferrets in the heat because inspiration struck and I've started a new job so it's the same industry that I was in, but it's with a company now instead of a small instead of a small school. And it's got a bit of a promotion to it, so I'm very happy with myself. <laughs> yeah, really looking forward to work at the moment. But big changes to uh, my life. I was diagnosed in December with ADHD, so that's another fun thing. But it explains a lot about... Um, my inability to speak for long sentences because I lose track of my own thoughts. I have too many thoughts in my head and I just can't express them. So I forget words halfway through a sentence. I struggle to... There we go. There's an example. (laughs) I struggle to not have pauses in the middle of my sentence sometimes. Um, In real life, I don't talk like this all the time. It's... um, more when I have to podcast. Yeah, the ADHD does affect me. It really affected my studying. It affects my executive functions. So it means I can't force myself to do things that I need to do, even though I want to do them. It's really, really, really frustrating. Yeah, but I guess at least now I know why it's been so hard all my life. <laughs> and they don't really diagnose girls with um, ADHD as children because usually we manage to sit still in class So I was able to sit still in class, but my brain was going like crazy. And I guess I was able to pay attention in class because I actually enjoyed learning. So when you have ADHD, if you're interested in something, you're able to concentrate on it for longer. So um, another thing that we do is we start projects and then get really excited about them and then we don't finish. So that is one reason why I'm so happy that I'm able to stick with this podcast for so long. I hope you don't mind hearing a little bit about my life. But I want to be an advocate for various disabilities um, and mental health issues. So if I say that I have the issues that I have, I might be able to inspire some more people to give it a go or to be honest with other people about it. So I have depression issues, stress issues and anxiety issues and now ADHD issues too. Yay! Well, always ADHD issues just I didn't know about it but I think it actually benefits me in lots of ways um it makes me very passionate it makes me very playful and very creative so yeah not too unhappy it just makes it really hard to clean really hard to clean not fun and it does make me anxious to talk to people lately I've been playing lots of games but none that have ferrets in them unfortunately (laughs) Uh, no, it's mainly monsters and zombies lately and mutants. So just finished playing uh, Sons of the Forest. We enjoyed playing the forest. My husband and I enjoyed playing the forest uh, last year. It's really good, very scary. Sons of the Forest, not so scary, thank goodness. So not so many screams from my husband. 
And he's like, I can't believe you're playing this voluntarily as we're like crawling around in caves with um, mutants and we're like defending ourselves with axes. So in the forest games, if you're interested anyway, skip ahead a few seconds if you're not interested. You're stranded on an island that has a beautiful forest on it. It's beautifully animated. Um, Really, really nice graphics. Unfortunately, though, there are mutants in there and there are varying levels of mutants from basic things that just run away from you and big, horrible, scary things. And you have to survive, so you also have to build yourself a base. There's a lot of chopping down of trees involved in this. It is basically lumberjack simulator at some points. You're there for 15 hours chopping down trees to build yourself a fort. Yes, and you also have to get yourself food and water. It's a good game. A bit disappointed in the second game that you couldn't trap and keep pet rabbits like you could in the other game. Yeah, so there's a lot of exploring and surviving. It's good. Yes, and we've been trying to play Pokemon some more, card game. Yeah, he's always making me decks so I'm playing a lot of Pokemon and there are some sort of ferrety characters in that so and some very cute ones too. I've also enjoyed playing a game called Grounded lately which is where you are in the 80s and you and some of your friends I guess other teenagers are shrunk um, it's sort of like Honey I Shrunk the Kids style <laughs> by some crazy scientists and you're living in this scientist's backyard and you get to tame some aphids and things like that but you have to survive and build a, uh, build a survival structure and feed yourselves and get water and things and um, weevils and things attack you. So actually no the weevils don't attack you. What attack you? Ladybirds. Ladybirds attack you. I'm currently reading This Is How You Lose the Time War which is... Um, Sort of, well, it is a love story between two agents of time who are having to change things um, in various parts of the past and future to change the timelines of their various factions. But they write letters to each other and they fall in love. It is very weird, <laughs> but I'm enjoying it. I'm working on a 148th scale miniature Airbnb cottage. <laughs> That's one of my other hobbies, dollhouse miniatures. I got a new ferret toy. Um, it's a soft toy. I guess it is a black-footed ferret. It just is labelled ferret. I got it at an op shop, so that was really fun. What a find. You almost never see them in the first place. And then I got it for like $2. Amazing. I was actually looking for toys to give to my workplace. I was like, nope, I'm having this one. I'm not giving them another ferret. They've already got one from the um, from Kmart or Target. What was it? Uh, my generation dolls yeah they have a ferret as part of their pets range so if you can get a hold of that get it even though it comes with a bowl full of kibble I've been mentoring a few people through my membership program lately I've been really really enjoying this I get to talk to people help run through their problems with them be a sounding board for various ferret related things be someone to share photos with I'm helping one guy with, does he want a ferret? What does he have to prepare for a ferret? Can he afford a ferret? Just answering as many questions as I possibly can that he gives me. It's really fun and I've sort of met a friend too. If you'd like to join me with that, 
just send me a message on any platform that you'd like to find me on. So I'm on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok now even. You can come to my website at stolenourhearts.com or email me at stolenourhearts at gmail.com and I'll let you know um, how to find me. There's also just a link to the membership program on the website. Once I get more people involved, I'd love to have some um, group chats with people on a very regular basis. Um, Yes, we can build a really nice community of ferret owners who'd like to improve their ferret care or just socialise with other ferret people. One of the Dollhouse Miniatures people that I know, uh, she's making some pet shop related things for her um for her miniature shop and she was so kind she decided to make some ferret things just because she knew I liked ferrets uh she made some kibble uh which I was like oh no my ferrets eat raw meat um and she also made a ferrets for dummies book in miniature in one twelfth scale and I was like yes you did the second edition that is the good edition uh you guys will get that <laughs> The first edition was full of inaccuracies, right? And the second edition is where it's at. So I was very impressed with that. She did it by accident, but it was very good. So yeah, I'm hoping that miniatures ferrets um, out there will um, get some cool things for their dollhouse. I need to find a way to make some 112th scale ferrets other than 3D printing. I have actually made a 3D printing... um, What's it called? Pattern? That's not the right word. It's not a mould either. Design, um, which you can find on Shapeways. It's 112th scale. But I'd like to get some others um, out there and figure out a way to make them fairy as well. Yes. Dollhouse 112th scale. Dollhouse ferrets. Definitely need more of them around. I definitely want to make a modern dollhouse which has a proper ferret cage in it and some little ferrets running around the house so that's what I'll be doing in my next project I think here is a ferret story from one of my friends called Jill who I talked to online and is part of the uh, Stolen Hearts ferret community so I emailed everyone asking for a story or a fact about an exotic pet as she sent me photos and a story about her ferrets so I saved it for this episode If you'd like to be on the mailing list, um, to be able to be part of future episodes, come on over to the website. The mailing list is on there. Okay, this is Jill's message. Hi. Well, last year in May, I had an abundance of kits due to both of my vasectomy tops failing for one reason or another. Oh, God. Seven litters, totaling 38. One of the litters from my albino Jill Nancy had five which survived and I named them the Eye of the Tiger litter and they had tiger names, Bengal, Sumatra, Siberia, Caspian and Java. Java wasn't quite the same as the others. He was a bit smaller and pure white but he hung in there. As he developed I noticed his eyes weren't the same. One side was dark and the other side was red. Also his face seemed not quite symmetrical. I wondered if he had odd eyes. That would be interesting and probably rare. Anyhow, he was growing and developed a copper stripe down his back. He got a peeper at five weeks and I thought, ooh, let's see what colour they are. Unfortunately, his eye on the right side never opened and confirmation from my vet was that there was no eyeball on that side. 
that didn't stop him from being in his gang. However, he started getting very aggressive towards me and everyone else when he was handled. His whiskers on his blind side made up for the loss of sight and he was so very fast and bit hard. I was told a time or two, maybe he needs putting to sleep. But I said I'd persevere with him and use gloves. A couple of weeks later, I noticed his ear on the right was looking red and swollen, but no signs of injury. So I tripped to the vet and she said it looked like a hematoma. It was Lance, but swelled up again the next day, so she said she could attempt surgery, but because his ear was so small, it might not work. I said, go ahead, and amazingly, it worked. She had sewn tiny little pieces of tubing on the ear flap to stop it crinkling up, and he never bothered and he never bothered or scratched at it. After that, I thought maybe he'll be more friendly now, um, as that could have been a case for his aggression. Ha, no, he got worse. At one point, he got above the gauntlet when I was trying to clip his claws and he savaged my arm. He had my hands one day when I was cleaning the run out and he latched onto my forefinger. His top canine went through my knuckle joint and the bottom teeth pierced underneath. I had to pull hard to get him off so much. I heard my tin... Ah. I had to pull hard to get him off so much. I heard my skin tear and he went for me again, but I managed to get him away. My finger was throbbing all that night and in the morning I had to go to hospital as my hand was swelling up and I couldn't bend my finger. Painkillers and antibiotics sorted it. He's now coming to season and I've got him separated. He's booked in for castration on 13th of February, so I have to wait and see if he calms down any. I wear gloves with him all the time now and I do play with him, but I'm very wary. Well, thanks for that email, Jill. Um, that is a bit sad. <laughs> That's a bit sad. Um... But interesting, I guess, the whole missing an eye and the tiny little tubes sewn onto his ear so that it doesn't crinkle up. That's very interesting. I really don't know why he'd be so aggressive as a baby when he's being loved on by you and all the others are fine. I guess some ferrets just have different personalities. Uh, maybe he's scared um, and super defensive because of his eye but I guess he was always like that he doesn't know any different personalities I guess ouch I'm glad he's in a loving home with you though because other people probably wouldn't give him playtime or give him a nice home even though he's not so friendly I wish I had some sort of advice for you if you have any advice for uh, for Jill uh, please email me at stolenourhearts at gmail.com so, sorry, stolen house podcast at gmail.com. Yes, don't forget the podcast bit of that. Then, yeah, I'll be happy to read it and pass it on. I mean, my general taming ferrets advice involves interacting with them a lot, um, interacting with them in a safe way from a distance so they get used to you, putting your putting things in their bedding that smells like you and making squeaking noises when they bite you instead of pulling off the body when they bite you I try and put my fingers around their mouth um, from either side of their head and push on the jaw it sort of forces their mouth open or even pushing further into their mouth can um, which I know is counterintuitive when you're being bitten can make them unlatch the jaw as well but yeah, she sent photos of the of the savaging and ouch. 
very sore looking. Um, I've been there, not with a baby though, but with uh, Nibbler, the old boy who I had once. Maybe he just needs a lot of time, a lot of time with you and in a safe place, but near you where he can see you a lot. Poor little guy. Best of luck to him and I hope his ear has healed completely now and that desexing will help. Thanks so much, Jill. Uh, if anyone else has a, a ferret thing that they'd like to tell me, please email me. I'd love to read it out on their podcast. Well, yeah, thanks so much for listening to if, uh, Ferret Paradigm. Come join me at Ferret Paradigm, hopefully every week. Uh, I also have Fauna Paradigm, so the separate podcast. I'll link that in the show notes. Talk to you next week. Bye.